Simple Life Together, Episode 23, Simplicity Traps, and there's an app for that. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last show, Dan talked about life's spam filter, and I talked about simplicity for a lifetime. On today's show, Dan is going to talk a bit about some traps people need to avoid when simplifying their lives, but I'm going to lead things off today by talking about my mini command center and different apps that I use on my mobile devices. So it's kind of like role reversal day on the show. You're you're talking the tech. That's right. Yeah, all right. Good stuff. (laughs) Well, thanks for letting us be the voices in your head once again, letting us uh, Mm -hmm. into your earbuds or your car speakers or wherever you are. And if this is your first time uh, that you're joining us, we'd like to welcome you to the show. It's great to have you here. And remember, you can find out lots more info about simplifying your life at SimpleLifeTogether.com. And remember, if you have questions or comments, you can always reach us at Dan at SimpleLifeTogether.com, Vanessa at SimpleLifeTogether.com, or on Twitter. And we'll talk more about that at the end of the show. All right, so let's hop right into the topic segments for today. So, Vanessa, I've gone first, like, I don't know, the last three or four times, <laughs> okay. so why don't you go first today? Yay, okay. Well, you know, I often get asked about how I stay so organized. You know, I guess that's a natural question, I suppose, since um, I'm a professional organizer and all. Not to be confused with a community organizer, which I am mistakenly yeah. <laughs> taken for. Isn't that funny? I mean, it's, I know you're kind of in a niche career field, but... Yeah. Uh, but some people just, first of all, never even heard of a professional organizer. Right. And let alone somebody who, no kidding, does that as their living. Yeah. So, so I'm like, no, I'm not a community organizer. I'm a professional organizer. I help people organize <laughs> their lives. And they're like, okay, I get it. But, um, you know, friends and colleagues call me the techie girl because I use my iPhone and iPad so much. And they, they're always asking me questions. And like when it comes to the social media stuff. But let me be clear. I'm not a techie. I get basic concepts of tech. And I'm a pretty good user of tech, but I'm certainly not a techie, right, Dan? <laughs> well, I would, I guess, I would call you like a an advanced user of most tech, and a, even a power user for some programs right. and all. But yeah, I, I mean, you're not the one who sits down and figures it all out, right? Except grocery gadgets. I don't go searching for things usually. <laughs> right. Maybe you know apps, which I'm going to get into here. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really go searching for programs and gadgets and things like that. That's really that's unfortunate. kind of my bag. Yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have Dan to do that. But if I didn't have Dan, I'd probably be looking for somebody who could do that for me. You know, yeah. <laughs> if I hear about something or whatever. But yeah, that's that's not that's not my baby. He gets it all set up and then I start using the heck out of it usually. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not a techie because I mean, you can with Dan. I mean, I kind of there's like a daily barrage of questions for him that I fire at him every day. And I know a lot of times he starts to roll his eyes because he's like, it's sometimes it's stuff that he's repeated to me. But I always say that, you know, it may take you two or three times to tell me and then I'll finally get it. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I mean, that's just something that I bring to the relationship, you know, and you bring a lot of different things that I ask you on. So it's a balance. There you go. And you know what, If if you knew it all and never asked me, I'd be like, well, what the heck am I here for? You know? So I'm good with it. I'm cool. good with it. Some, I mean, sometimes I got to put on a front like, come on, woman, leave me alone, you know? But <laughs> I know. But I don't mean that. <laughs> right. I got to have some self-respect, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, bottom line is I do love and appreciate technology, especially when it comes to my iPhone and its apps and, and I guess my iPad too. Um, I mean, show me a cool app and tell me how to organize my life and I'm all over it and I'll quickly share it with my friends. Yeah. You know, just like you said, kind of a power user. Because yep. once I find something that I'm excited about, I am sharing it with everybody. <laughs> so, you know, what's funny is like, I actually call my iPhone my mini command center. Um, you know, it's got everything I need, or I guess what I think I need, <laughs> right at my fingertips. And like Dan has discussed in the past, our iPhones have replaced so many other physical gadgets. They sure have, yep. You know, yeah, like the camera, um, our vehicle GPS system, uh, a Garmin watch that I used to have when I would do my runs, and, you know, an iPod or MP3 player, if you will, and, and a calculator, just to name a few things. I mean, this one little device yep. has replaced so many other devices yeah, and gadgets. Yeah, I, 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 t- I forget which episode, but I, I know I talked about that. But I mean, that's, sure our, that's our clock on our nightstand. Yeah, that's our alarm. Uh, yep. It's my little flashlight when I get up at night so I don't stop It's my our time. weather station. I mean, it's everything. Yeah. Yep. Except I didn't check the weather today and set my daughter off to, or set our daughter off to school without <laughs> really the proper yeah, clothing. It did cool off. I get for if it's going to rain, I have one of those if this then that. Um, oh yeah, recipes built that it tells me if it's going to rain the next day. But oh, so yeah. anyway, so you know, you get the point. We love, we love our, you know, oh my mini command center. <laughs> <laughs> 
So anywho, what I thought I would do today is discuss some of my favorite apps. Now, I'm just going to tell you the basic function of the apps and how I use them, because again, I'm not the techie. Dan, if you want to chime in any point here, okay. I'd appreciate it. It's, it's great. Sure. Um, but you know, most of these apps are for both the iPhone and iPad or whatever smartphone or tablet you use. And they may not, and actually, let me take that back. Some of the apps that I'm going to talk about may be iPhone specific, but my main purpose is to get you to think about apps that may help you. And so if you like one of the ones that I'm going to talk about, then you can search for one that might be compatible with your device. Right. Yeah. If it's like an iPhone only app, um, you can type in and Google type in the name of that iPhone only app and just put that name, but for Android or oh, whatever. Good. And then you'll come up with some results that are, uh, that are compatible. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, again, I just want you to get you thinking. Because, um, you know, whenever I find myself thinking, man, I wish there was a, a way to keep track of such and such. Or, man, life would be so much easier if I could just do such and such. I almost always end up saying, well, I bet there's an app for that. <laughs> just like the commercial says, right? Is it? What commercial? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The App Store commercial, there's an app for that. There's an app for that. I didn't know. You didn't know? <laughs> Dang, you got me again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know. Captain Obvious to the rescue. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, what I, but I, I seriously, I used to laughing at me over there. I, I do, though. I start to search for things and... Um, just when some, something pops in my head, I'm like, I wonder if there's something I can do to help simplify my life, you yep. know, and I always go looking at the app store or, or, you know, or just online for an app. So, well, let me first talk about apps that Dan and I both use. Now he's already mentioned them back in episode 21 when he was talking about menu bar apps on his desktop, but I figured I would share with you how I use them on my iPhone and iPad. Good call. Cool? Yep. All right. So he talked about one password. That's the first one. Um, this is a password management program that does more than just store your passwords. You could also store other important information like ID cards um, or the ID card numbers, membership numbers, and credit cards. It's also very helpful when you need access to a variety of other important information like a family member's social security number, student ID numbers, bank account and routing information, business EINs, which is employee identification numbers, right, yeah. um, things like that. And you know what? Dan and I even have our bike lock combinations in one yeah. password just in case we forget them which yep. honestly i don't i wouldn't know it unless i went to one password so because yeah, if we're you're going to lock up our bike we're probably on a long ride and yeah. if we're on a long ride we have our phones using those as our you know little gps yep and they hook right to the handlebar yep and we also so, have google attitude so we can track each other so yeah. it's pretty cool and i think i might have mentioned this in the um in the previous show but one password does have a new updated app. We're still using the old app, and the new one is a lot more integrated oh, with yeah. search. So, but we'd have to purchase it, right? Yeah, we had to pur- purchase that. Now, I don't know why, but I got this little <laughs> thing. You know, I don't want to spend another five dollars or whatever on that. So, yeah, I'll, sh- the I'll time, show them. But at the same time, we <laughs> yeah. talk about when we really like a program, we're willing to spend that yeah, money to help yep. support the company. So yep. maybe we have yeah, to but I already that. supported them once. My gosh, I'm not a bra. <laughs> <laughs> did not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, this show might be longer than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. no, anyway. Okay, the next one is Evernote. <laughs> yes, I am a fan too. <laughs> I, ever, have you heard of that one? <laughs> Maybe not as big of a fan as Dan, being that he's done two back-to-back episodes on Evernote in episodes 17 and 18. <laughs> but uh, on my iPhone, um, I use Evernote to capture pictures, notes, emails, etc. Um, and... Even on my iPad, it, it's really handy, especially at meetings and conferences. And speaking of conferences, um, I'm going to the National Association of Professional Organizers Conference in New Orleans. Woo-hoo. And what I do is I like to save all the information that pertains to that. So it could be just flight information, emails, itineraries, conference programs, you know, electronic handouts, slide presentations, everything you can think of. I have it all kind of, I just establish one notebook and I put that in there. So that's, I love Evernote for all that. Yeah, that's great. And then you can favorite that if you're on your desktop app over on the, uh, remember when I talked about on the left-hand column, you can favorite it. So it's a shortcut. Oh, so yeah. So it's always there for when it's coming. And then just remove it after the conference. I think you're going to have to actually physically show that to me since I'm such a visual kinesthetic learner. Okay. <laughs> show that to me. <laughs> that means do it for her. <laughs> Yeah, that's code. <laughs> no, I no. need to be there to do it too. No. Okay, all right. That's all <laughs> so, good. Okay, the next one is the Dropbox app. Again, Dan talked about this um, when he was talking about the menu bar apps on his desktop. But on the iPhone and iPad or on your mobile devices, it's awesome. Um, and I've been using this a lot more, especially since Dan downloads all of our episodes and the recordings so that I can listen to them. And so that really is helpful. Um, and the other nice thing about this is that we share a Dropbox account so we can also store things like 
you know, common eBooks or common documents that we need to share. And so I just, I love it. I just love Dropbox. It's a really good, um, really good tool and really good yeah, app. Yeah, it's really good stuff. I like it. Okay. Now the Google app, this is the other one that Dan and I both have. Now I like Google because I pretty much do everything on Google, Gmail, Google Plus, Google Calendar, YouTube, Google Drive, Picasa, and Google Reader. Although that's going away pretty soon. Boo-hoo. Yeah. But um, I'm a huge fan of one-stop shopping, and so this app allows me to access all those different programs in the Google suite of things um, instead of cluttering up my iPhone screens with separate apps for each one of those. Now, I do have a couple that I do have, like the the, uh, mail and calendar and the Google Drive, but some of the other apps, I just keep it all. I just go to them through the the Google app itself. So. Okay, so those are the ones that Dan and I share. Now, here are some apps that I personally have on my phone that I love, and Dan may have some of these too, but I know that these... I um, he may not have talked about them yet, or he may have, but yeah. these are ones that I usually use on a daily or weekly basis. So, okay, so the first one is Biz Expense Tracker. Actually, I used to love this one a lot, but Dan and I started having issues with it recently. Um, but basically, it tracks mileage, your expenses, and your time. And so, like when I say time, as far as like time that I spent with a client or whatever, so I can track all that stuff. Um, you know, I was totally in love with this app, but like I said, we've been having issues syncing and, and sharing the right. con- yeah, yeah the content. So, so we're still using it right now, or at least I know I am. And uh, but I'm keep I have to keep all my receipts. Before, what I liked about this is that I could take a photo of the receipt, and then I didn't have to keep that paper copy. But right now, I'm kind of keeping that. And so, and we're using Evernote for the to store our receipts. Yeah, but it's still it's it's a good program right now. Um, but I think we're looking for something that's a little bit more reliable. And if any of you out there know of one that's a little bit more reliable that can op, that can give us the same functionality, we're all ears here. Right. So, okay. the The other app that I use is Pandora. Uh, this is a music app where you pick a favorite song or artist, and they will build channels around that with similar music. So I love this because, um, you know, I don't want to just always rely on my own just albums that I have stored in iTunes or whatnot. Um, but I just, and I like to have a variety of music too. So it's kind of nice when I want to have, if I want to listen to just techno or I want to listen to just country or whatever I want to listen to, it's nice to kind of build various artists around that. And so I use this all the time when I work out um, or when we're in the office. And we actually have it in the office too. Right. And so it's nice to kind of have that going and, you know, blaring out through the neighborhood. It's kind of cool. <laughs> so anyway, the only bummer about this is that I've got the free version. Um, I don't really want to upgrade to a paid version. And so what they do is they have commercials on there. But I honestly, they're so short that they, I don't find them an, at all annoying. So it's not a big deal for me. Okay, my other favorite app is um, Nike Plus app for running. Uh, I use this all the time when I'm running outdoors. So it tracks all my runs by distance and time. And it even calculates... Um, it can calculate your fastest and longest runs and keeps track of your, I guess your total mileage as, as you're going along and using the app. So I also like that you can set speed or distance alerts um, and that you can also share your runs with you know friends on Facebook. Although I took it off because I thought that I was kind of annoying people. <laughs> like the only Facebook <laughs> yeah. post they get from me was, I ran today. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, so like they get, the, um, they get the notification, I just ran six miles. And the next notification is, I just ate this four pound cheeseburger. Right? <laughs> that's why i run (laughs) but um but the nice thing about this is that it totally replaced that big bulky you know garmin gps i used to wear my on my wrist so i like that okay google maps and MapQuest. um i put both of them together just because they're they're both mapping apps um what i like about them and actually i'm starting to use google maps a lot more me too since they really increased or improved the system you know the program especially um since they added the voice navigation, which I love because I don't want to be looking at it while I'm driving. Right. Um, and that it syncs with my contacts in my phone. So I love that. So I don't have to waste time. I actually have to type in every address. And then it remembers your addresses too, your previous yeah. destination. So that's kind of nice too. So um, this app has totally replaced not just the old GPS that we used to plug into Dan's truck, but even the navigation system in the Honda because we hate that we thing. We hate that thing. We love the truck. It's, we, the, oh, yeah. it's fantastic. But the GPS or the navigation system... Not so good. Right. Not intuitive at all. It's just a pain. It's too many steps. So I just put the phone on and put MapQuest or Google Google Maps on, and I'm good to go. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, Square credit card app. Okay, this is this is more for the folks that have businesses and they want to accept credit card payments without spending a lot of money through other big credit card companies, or who lend money to friends a lot, and their friends say, "Oh man, I don't have it with me." Well, give me your credit card. Oh, you know what? There you go. We had a friend that did that actually. Oh, yeah. actually, our tax accountant though. 
Like, oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah, what that's she right. Was she, she sold a bracelet right off of her wrist to a cashier. A cashier, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. She's like, well, I don't have any money on me. She's like, do you have a credit card? I could swipe it right here. She's like, uh, sure. <laughs> that's wow. the way to do business. Heck yeah. But anyway, it comes with this little, like, I think one by one inch square um, plug that it plugs into your headphone jack. And um, basically, when you set up your account, you can set up for the deposits to go into whatever checking account you want. And then so what happens is the clients will swipe their card, they'll sign with their finger on the touchscreen of your iPhone, your iPad, and then Square will send you and the client a receipt. If that's what you pick, right? Right. Yeah. And we've used it for about, th- what, three years? Yes. Maybe longer. Did we get it here? You know, no, we got it, I think, in... Back in Florida. In Florida. Yeah. So, yeah, we've used it for about three years. And that little thing that you plug in, it just plugs into your headphone jack, and that's where your card swipes through. You can, yeah. There's a lot of commercials in the States now for it, anyway. And I don't know if this is available worldwide yet, so... I'm not sure either, but you know what? There's some other companies, I don't know if it's... Yeah, Intuit has one. Yeah. Uh, there's PayPal, a lot. PayPal, I think, has, has one a new now, one. too. Yep. And it's, a, it's really um, quite affordable. I think you pay for the... the the device itself, right? You no, pay for the app? device is free. Oh, it is free? Yep. Oh, I forgot. Okay, so you took care of that. But as far as the transaction, there is a nominal fee, and it's 2.5, uh, 2.75% right. per tra- transaction, which is kind of... If you have the card. And then it's just a little bit more if you don't have If you the card. don't, if you have to actually type Manually. in the credit card yep. number and stuff. Um, and then... But it gets deposited within one or two business days. Yeah. And I think it's longer, though, if you have to actually type in the credit card information. Yeah. It's like a longer wait period or something. Well, yeah, don't quote me on this because I don't have the information right in front of me. But I remember when I was, I was doing a tutorial for um, people who were just setting up new businesses. Uh-huh. And I think I recall that if, it's, if your total goes over $3,000 for that month, that billing period, uh-huh. you have to wait up to 30 days for that. Oh, wow. So, you know, if you, if you, if you did a big... Um, you know, a card swipe, uh-huh. and and it's more than three thousand. You got to wait for that. So definitely check the terms of service on that. But we love so, it. Yeah. Well, those big ones, I don't know, <laughs> because there's that two point seven five percent. Yeah. But you just just have to think about: Do you add that onto your your fees for the service yeah, itself, or some, I just don't like to to kind of pick at my clients that way. Right. Anyway. Some people do that uh, as a convenience fee, but I think that I think the terms of service kind of gives a warning about that. So it's yeah. another thing to kind of check into. But it is very convenient for just, you know, small transactions sure or whatever. And I, I do love it. And I don't use it all the time. Unfortunately, I get paid mostly by check, but it is nice, you know, as an option. Yeah. And your kids can have their rock in this lemonade stand in town. <laughs> Okay, so Grocery Gadget. This is my next app that I use a lot. Um, this app allows you to build several lists, several different like grocery or shopping lists. And I have a list for each major store that I shop in, like the Container Store, go figure, Target, um, HEB, which is our local grocery store here, Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, etc. I even created a list for online orders and client products. So it's just to let me know what I need to get, you know, kind of like a, it's almost like my little just a reminder list. Yeah, it's just my shopping list, period, you know, and it's just nice to have a list of things um, in one place. What's nice about this is that you can email, you know, a single list to whoever you want, or you can create a group list that they are or a group, um, just a group, I guess, right. where you all have access to it and it syncs automatically. And so that's really nice. Like you and I have access to the um, the HEB one. The grocery one, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's just really, really convenient. It's easier to operate as far as if you want to quickly um, create your own list. It's e- I think it's a little bit easier on the desktop, um, but it's not that Actually, it's pretty easy on the um, on the mobile device, too, to type it all in. So anyway, it's just great. I love it. Um, I even have a list on there for the Dirty Dozen, which are the dirty uh, vegetables and fruits that you don't want to, that you want to avoid um, or buy organic, I guess, is the, the idea. Um, it has a lot of pesticides and stuff on it. So I even created a list in there. It says, here's the Dirty Dozen. And then I also have a Dirty Fifth or a Clean 15, which says, these ones you don't necessarily have to get organic organic because they don't use a lot of pesticides and stuff on that too. So right. anyway, that's just kind of a FYI. And you can also <laughs> add photos and everything. So like yes. you, you have you have something in mind, go pick up this. Go pick up like a bag of rice. Well, what you really mean is a bag of sushi, sushi rice. rice that's small, <laughs> this short, brand. short grain and all that. And I get into the rice area and I'm like surrounded <laughs> and I like have no idea. So... You know, it helps to clarify. 
helps to clarify. <laughs> what are you saying? You call no, me on anything? Hey, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. But it's also cool, too, is that you can add taxes on there, two different types of, of tax rates, and it can also do a running tally of how much you're spending. And it says that it recognizes your pattern of right. shopping. Right, yeah, it learns it. Um, but I just do mine by category anyway. I just label everything with a category so I know what aisle to go down. So if it's dairy aisle, meat aisle, whatever. So it's just, it's good. I yep. like it a lot. Okay, Dragon Dictation. This is the next app. This app, you can speak into your mobile device, Mike, and whatever you said will be dictated into a message that you can edit and then either email, text, copy, or you know, copy into a different document or send to Facebook or Twitter. So this comes in especially handy when I'm driving, which, by the way, you shouldn't be texting and driving, <laughs> <laughs> but or when you just simply need to capture a thought real quickly. Um, and I know you can use Evernote for this, but... I think Dragon Dictation is just so easy because you can just simply just tap it, record, and then just email it to yourself. Well, here's an option that you don't have talking about Evernote and and this, where Evernote, you can pop that open and hit the little microphone button and leave yourself a voicemail. But with Dragon Dictation, you can pop it open, dictate into it, it'll make it text, and you email it into your Evernote account. So if you want want text and not voice... This is a this is an option. That's right. Okay, that is the difference. That's right because yep. it's not going to dictate it for you. Right. Translate it into a message. Right. I guess. Yep. Cool. Okay. The other apps that I love are my banking apps. Of course, this is going to be different for whatever banks you are. You know that you that you work with. But um, I've got apps for both my personal and business banks, and I love that I can check my account status, and more importantly, I can deposit checks or even transfer money from home or wherever the heck I am. Um, this has been by far the best thing about online banking. No more trips to the bank. Oh, and I like that I get alerts when I have unusual activity. Um, that's actually happened to us a couple times now. It'll just kind of say, hey, this was either a big deposit or a big transaction or well, not deposit. But yeah. <laughs> like, like I wouldn't mind having yeah. a big deposit. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Shucks. <Yeah. laughs> but, uh, but we've gotten alerts like, you know, there's yeah. something going on, you yeah. know, and, and so we've got to call up the bank. And sure enough. I haven't been able to figure out how to use the withdrawal function with the app, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's just nowhere on the phone for the money to come out, but, but it's coming soon. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. You know, the only bummer is that there are daily limits on how much you can deposit on your mobile, you know, like two or three grand. Yeah, we run into that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just, been, just a couple, like when, we're, when we get a bunch of our checks at once and then I try to deposit them all at once. I'm like, oh man, I got to go take care of this somewhere else. Or the occasional check that is over three grand. Occasional. Yeah, very occasional. Yeah. Okay. TripIt. This is another app that I like. Um, this is a travel app that works with several travel and booking agencies to gather all of your itineraries in one spot and list them chronologically for you. For example, remember I was talking about NAPO, the National Association of Professional Organizers Conference? Um, well, I've got both my flight itinerary and my colleagues' itinerary in there, plus our hotel and taxi reservations. And it's just so cool because it just tells you day by day what's going on. And so you just click open that app and you know what you're supposed to do when. And it even sends you like uh, alerts and reminders like, oh, you have a trip coming up. So yeah. check it out and make sure you have everything there. So That's got to be a happening conference. I mean, that's the week that the hotel gives all of the housekeeping staff the week off. <laughs> Because everybody makes their own bed and it's cleans up, you know. It is. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. you get these. Oh just, my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is bad. Everything. I bet they're happy as can be, though. They're like, yeah. yes, <laughs> less work for us. <laughs> now, just a note here, though. Uh, Tripit is big. It's a it's it's a popular app, but um, they're not connected with every single booking agency out there. So just be aware of that. That they're pretty good, but just be aware they may not have every itinerary that you put in there right but i mean we do know that um like our our friends from australia from wds mm-hmm. you know they're we're connected you can link different accounts so you can stay yes. um, up to date on when where people are going what they're doing and all that stuff so yeah it's really it's a really really um really good app for travel speaking of travel i also have another app it's called essential travel checklist now this isn't the prettiest of apps <laughs> it's just very basic but i like it because it lets you build checklists for different types of travel um, I've built separate checklists to remind me what to pack in like my toiletry bag or a carry-on bag or kids' overnight bags. And I've also created standing checklists for other things like camping. You know, here's everything that we need to bring when we go camping or when we go flying or we go on road trips, conferences, meetings. And, and I even have a checklist for what to bring when we go tubing down the river. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Because you don't want to be up the river and not have a paddle. What's the first thing on the list? Like beer? You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Just kidding. Yeah, and hopefully we get to use that app a lot this summer. <laughs> That'd be cool. Okay. Um, for in the kitchen, I like a couple different things. I have a food substitutes, or it's called Substitutions by Gourmetia. And, um, and then I also have the Epicurious app for delicious meal ideas. So the Food Substitutes app is great when you don't have the right ingredient and you don't feel like going to the store to get it. So you can help you kind of figure out some substitutes for different ingredients that you have in your in your kitchen. And then Epicurious is another really good um, meal planning app. I just like it because it's like I can just either type in an, an ingredient that I have or a couple different ingredients and they will try to find a menu or, excuse me, um, a dish to match those ingredients. So that's kind of nice. I'm like, well, I've got this and this. What can I make? So and they're actually pretty good usually and they got different ratings in there too and so each each dish gets kind of rated I don't know maybe four or five stars type right. of thing so it's kind of cool. I have my setting in the gourmet when I use it that uh, it says like if I'm doing a say we're having a steak or something like that and it says uh, recommends a side dish you know like a or a salad you know I said well what can I use to replace my salad and it'll come up another steak or if I <laughs> or if we're having chicken and. You know, it's, it comes like the potato dish. And so well, I don't have any potatoes. What can I use for another steak? So, I mean, so you can personalize it. Or I don't have jalapeno pepper. What can I have? I have habanero pepper. Habanero, yeah, yep. There you go. Yep. And steak. <laughs> steak. Okay. Uh, another app that I like um, is the Measures Light app. And this is by Newart Media. And again, there's all different types of measurement apps out there. But... Um, it converts different measurements like volume, mass, length, temperature, speed, time, power, energy, fuel consumption, time. Did I say time? I don't know. Angles, torque, force, acceleration, pressure area. I mean, who I the heck know. needs to use their brain anymore when you've got these right. calculators and converters out there? Well, it's great. I mean, because how many times have you been out there and say, man, I need to convert this torque into foot pounds? I know. You know? <laughs> it's great to have. But I do need it for volume and, and, and lengths and stuff. You know, that metric system, what the heck? It was supposed to catch on here, wasn't it? It's I mean, coming. It's, it's coming. coming. <laughs> They've been yeah. saying that for how long? <laughs> yeah, everybody else in the world got on. If we're in the States, we haven't yet. We're so stubborn. <laughs> yeah, that and those Dippin' Dots ice cream. That's coming. Ice cream in the future. You know? <laughs> that you only see like at SeaWorld or yeah, the I remember zoo. seeing that as a That's kid. It. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's coming. Dippin' Dots. Oh, and it's like such a letdown when you have it. You're like, it's not even all that. Sorry, Dippin' Dots folks. We're just not into you. <laughs> okay. I have just like two more apps here. <laughs> I also have a pace calculator talking about, you know, just converting things because I have this pace calculator by Log Your Run because sometimes I have no idea how to figure out what my pace was for, you know, these half marathons and full marathons. I'm like, I don't even know. I can't even think. I'm not sure, but I want to know what my average pace was per mile. And so it's just kind of nice to... Nike Plus one doesn't give that, give you that? I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know that I've checked that. I don't know that it does. Okay. I'm not sure it does. Um, but, you know, I'm a smart gal. I mean, I took pre-calc back in uh, high school. But yeah. that was 20 years ago, folks, so that yeah. is long forgotten. So, <laughs> And then the last really cool app that I have is called um, The Handy Level by iHandy, and it converts your phone into a level. This actually has come in handy. Go figure. iHandy. <laughs> I see where you went with that one. At see home how you got that. And with my client. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I handy, oh, you it comes got it? in handy. Yeah. You're so quick. So, <laughs> but it's really cool. I mean, it really, really can. I mean, it comes in helpful. I use the Stanley one. All that, It does come in helpful. It comes in helpful. <laughs> it's not like I've been drinking. What the heck is my problem today? <laughs> but, uh, I, use, I, I use the um, the Stanley one all the time, the yeah. Stanley level. Actually, you introduced this to me, so it's pretty cool. So anyway, those are the apps that I that I use, the, some of my favorites that I use often. And like I said in the beginning, is that I just want you to get thinking about if there's something out there that you wish would simplify your life or can make your life easier, just kind of think, well, maybe there's an app for that and start searching away. So those are my apps. That's good stuff. They, they make me really happy. I, oh, boy. <laughs> You're reaching. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to cover uh, a little bit of app stuff, too. Oh, really? And uh, But uh, but first, I want to talk about, um, I guess, the overall theme of this, like we said in the beginning of the show, was simplicity traps. So if you're listening to the show, then uh, obviously, no doubt you're interested in simplifying your life a little bit. And that's what the show is about. So you're in the right place. <laughs> that's right. But, and I'm a little biased in, in my, my personal opinion. Simplifying your life is the one thing that you can really do to, I mean, completely have a positive ripple effect throughout your life. Oh, yes. I, think, I just really think it affects a lot of different things. So a life of simplicity gives you that margin 
that you need to focus on the areas of your life that are important, the ones that are in line with your your life plan that we talk about all the time. So for instance, and I'll just kind of hit on this very broadly here, but excuses we have for not taking action on things often fall back to excuses such as, I don't have time, or I don't have money, or I don't have room, or I don't know how. You hear that stuff all the time as excuses, Uh right? And sometimes the excuses take an, I guess I'd call it an even more insidious form that if I had this or if, if someone gave me this or that or, or the worst one, if I won the lottery. Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> but, but as you're simplifying your life, the foundation of those excuses just kind of begins to erode. Simplicity takes those excuses away and totally makes them invalid. So eventually, any of those excuses really become baseless. Yeah, and, right. And throughout the initial phases of simplifying your life, and even later on, you're, subs- you're susceptible to traps, you know, kind of like Indiana Jones on his adventures. You're just <laughs> all these little traps that you have to avoid. Mm-hmm. And, but that's what life is, right? It's an adventure. There's bound to be. If it, you didn't have some of these traps, it'd be kind of boring. But you don't want those traps to, to completely and, snare you right. or derail you from, from your, your mission. Right. Well, today I want to talk about some traps that you might encounter as you search for that holy grail of simplicity. And for today's show, I'm going to focus on two very common traps that, honestly, they probably snared every single one of us at some point, but for some reason, we tend to keep stepping into them. Kind of like those presents the neighbor dog leaves in our yard, you know? You can't, you just can't avoid them. You know, you try, if it never fails, every once in a while, you're just cussing at this little dog while you're scraping your shoe with a stick. So... Ask me how I know. This has nothing to do with simplicity, but there's those little landmines in life that you got to try to avoid, right? Squishy, smelly landmines. Yeah. So, so here's the first one, and it kind of has two parts. Um, it is, if possible, avoid unitaskers. Oh, and if cool. you haven't heard that term before, a unitasker is one of those gadgets that only do one single task or function. Uh-huh. So Are you Aaron, talk about that one blog that does? Yeah, Aaron, right now. Erin Dolan, uh, she has a blog called Unclutter, a very popular blog. Uh-huh. And every Wednesday, she has Unitasker Wednesday, where she features some like crazy unitaskers that companies sell. And worse yet, people actually buy. <laughs> yep. All right. So a great example of this is that, remember back in the Consumer Electronics Show uh-huh. episode, I talked about that in January, um, it was the iPoddy. I talked about that. I think it was episode 11, right? <laughs> so there's this, there's this little... sounds funny. It, it's terrible. So there's this little potty chair trainer, you know, like for toddlers that has like this built-in dashboard console for your iPad. So yeah, your kid can play on the iPad while trying to go to the bathroom. Yeah, like I want that. If, like I'd want right. even anywhere near <laughs> the functions and right. things that go on in a bathroom. So... so <laughs> I know. And so, I, I mean, it, it floored me I, so much that when I first saw it, when it first was released at... at you the thought con- it was a joke, right? I thought it was a joke. Yeah. But I mean, I, here I am at the Consumer Electronics Show and I'm looking at it and I took a picture of it. And before I even knew the name, I was like, Dad, I'll call that the iPod. Well, sure enough, that's what it was. <laughs> but um, so as, as I was thinking about this whole unitasker thing, I decided, you know, we use Amazon a lot for things that we do have to buy. And so I decided, well, I'm going to go to Amazon and I'm going to look through the, the customer reviews on the iPoddy just to see the mentality of people who love unitaskers. So, and I did that just for S's and G's, I'll call it, just because it's a family <laughs> show, right? But um, I almost died when I read the very first review on the screen. And I'll link to it in the show notes, but I got to read it. It's a little bit long, but it's so funny. So here, here it goes. Okay. It says, uh, three out of five stars. Works great for smaller adults, but then, and it's by, I'm sure this is a pseudonym, Laura Hadaway. And she wrote, I bought this for myself. Because, let's face it. I'm a busy lady on the go, pun intended. And I don't always have time to properly do my business when there is so much interneting to be done. Fortunately, I was blessed with a pretty minuscule frame and some freakish flexibility. So I'm able to mount this sucker like a barely oversized toddler. (laughs) At first, I found myself using time-wasting apps like Flow or Fruit Ninja. Then, as my restroom visits lengthened, thank you, iPoddy. (laughs) 
My rushed toiletings had led to some pretty serious lower GI issues. I realized that we had some serious multitasking opportunities here. In the past, and I'm going to get to multitasking in a second. In the past week, I have edited my NaNoWriMo novel, stalked my ex-boyfriend, whose new wife, by the way, is hideous, but at least she's tall, right? And filled out my passport application and printed it from my bathroom and completed an online mobile app development class. And I've never been more regular. (laughs) The only downside I can see now, every time I use my iPad in a non-water closeted venue, I experience a sudden and undeniable urge to eliminate waste. It makes... It makes my normal bedtime routine pretty uncomfortable and makes me feel weak from my Pavlovian response. I'm trying to taper off using this, but now a regular toilet just feels so high. There is a reason most of the world squats, people. It's better for you. My next plan is to use this toilet to toilet train my cats. I have tried those cat apps, but they don't like them. They love the keyboard app. And one of my cats wrote a pretty incredible song the other night when I was drinking and watching House. But by the time I came out of that wine stupor, the other cat had apparently deleted the song out of jealousy. Neither of them has successfully mastered the potty yet, but I have high hopes. And I guess I'll just start reading before bed or something. I don't know what people who read on the toilet do to unwind, though. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> oh, God. So, I mean, no doubt this wasn't a serious review, but it kind of goes to show you that, like I said, some people will buy anything, and so companies will make anything. Uh-huh. You know, or maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. So, so as any hows, or any who's, as someone I might know say, hmm, uh, <laughs> if you weren't sure what a unitasker was before, I'm sure now you're realizing that you've seen them anywhere. And the iPod pretty much takes the cake. Oh. But, and if you happen to be a foodie, you've probably seen tons of these unitaskers. We're, we're kind of inundated with kitchen unitaskers and, and entire so-called high-end stores are shrines mm-hmm. to these cooking unitaskers. Mm-hmm. You have an endless supply of things like apple cores, strawberry stem pullers, salad shooters, tomato slicers, stainless steel avocado pit removers. The <laughs> list goes on. And you're always left with that feeling that if I just have this one more, certainly I could be the next Emeril or Giada or Paula Dean. Yeah, they rarely know? use those things. And we've got a unitasker in there. What's that? Are you going to talk about it? The the spiralizer? Oh, I'm going to. I am. Yeah. <laughs> And that's my next point is that's not to say that all unitaskers are bad uh-huh. or you need to eliminate all unitaskers to simplify your life. There are some things that you need a specialized tool. And if you use them all the time, but then by all means, you should keep them. And two that I can think of, like for instance, our, our Breville juicer oh, yeah, does uh-huh. one thing and one thing well. It makes fresh juice from vegetables and fruits. And the spiralizer makes the like long pasta-like strands out of zucchini since we don't eat yeah, pasta. Or carrots or, yeah, yeah, just different things, yeah. So I'm sure you've seen lots of examples of unitaskers that work great for you and really do simplify things, and that's great. My only caution is that every task does not need a specialized gadget. Mm-hmm. You may swear by your waffle maker and use it all the time, and if that works for you, then, hey, go for it. Right. But for us, a year could go by and the waffle maker wouldn't have been touched yeah. unless it was to get it out of the way to grab something else in the kitchen cabinet, <laughs> so you know? True. So true. Switching gears a little bit, but still talking about unitaskers, I'd like to talk about apps, too. And we, you just covered a bunch of apps. Mm-hmm. While apps don't take up any physical space, a lot of those single-purpose apps that don't play well or integrate with other apps can add complexity to your workflow. That's one reason I like um, a program, I don't know if you've heard of it, called Evernote, <laughs> but, uh, and other programs like it. You know, th- They play well with each other, mm-hmm. all right? And you can get your info into them and out. They mutually support one another. And there's a lot of other Unitasker apps that don't, that don't play well with other apps. Okay. And your information is kind of held captive there. So just like other Unitaskers, you may have a few standalone apps that are just the absolute best tools to do the job. But in most instances, try to look for apps that integrate well with like more than one dimension of your workflow. And you'll be able to streamline your digital space just like you simplify your physical space. The next thing I want to address is what I call the productivity paradox. Hmm. And I know this is going to sound a bit heretical to some of you, all right, especially coming from me, but I often caution people about getting wrapped up in productivity, and I'm using that in air quotes, productivity <laughs> programs. Mm-hmm. Now, I found that much of the time, people get so involved in setting up and managing their productivity system that they don't actually get anything done. Yes, you know, their to-dos and their tasks may be well-organized, but in my experience, some programs like 
getting things done or GTD, as most people refer to it, they can kind of become attention sucks that keep you from actually getting things done, Mm -hmm. which is funny because that's the name of it. Right. And many of these systems lead you to being really good at juggling a bunch of things that you shouldn't have taken on to begin with or you should eliminate from your life. Mm -hmm. So my first suggestion, if you're trying to up your productivity, would be to focus on eliminating things that aren't important to effectively executing your life plan. That's a good point. And a good place to start is actually you... Vanessa, you have your uh, Power of Saying No segment you talked about back in episode nine. Mm -hmm. So that's a good listen. And then you did an article on your Get Simplifies blog about multitasking and the problems with that. And you can check that out. Just go to simplelifetogether.com slash multitasking, all one word. So taking a hard look at what things are really important will save you a lot of time trying to juggle all your tasks in a system to try and fit them all in. It's a lot like organizing. You talk about this all the time. You're the, I mean, you're the expert on this one, Vanessa. But uh, the key to simplicity is editing first, first right. and then Absolutely. organizing the important things that are left, right? Absolutely, yes. So the same goes for your time and your productivity efforts. So when considering productivity systems, be careful of the, the whole wolf in sheep's clothing syndrome. To truly <laughs> simplify, do you really want to do more in less time? And if so, what are you going to do with the time you supposedly saved? Right. Are you going to do more busy work or more tasks that aren't really related to your life plan? Wow. Yep. Now, there's sometimes when, you know, doing a system like this, like at work, is effective yeah, I was for gonna you. Say, I was going to kind of chime in saying that, you know, some of these productivity apps and programs and concepts really are important in a work setting. Absolutely. In a very demanding yep. work setting. Sometimes you need that minute structure to kind of keep you on track, you know, yep. but... But it's like, it's like the when I talked about apps. Figure out what works for you, and if it works, yeah. great. Maybe you switch that system off when you come home and you have a different system. Yeah. Or maybe you find a system that works in both places. Right. So some systems, um, like David Allen's getting things done, can be actually just keep you busier organizing your to-dos than actually getting mm-hmm. things done, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really gets me is, it's kind of interesting, but GTD focuses on doing th- tasks now versus doing things that are in line with your life plan. So it says, get all these things out of your head, get them all down and handle them all now. But it doesn't talk about whether they're in line with your goals or not Mm -hmm. initially. And you spend a lot of time doing that. I much prefer uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So it's it's end state focused rather than David Allen's, you know, now focused system. And of course, you know how much we both like the planning model of beginning with the end in mind. Right. If I'm heading out on a road trip, I want to know my destination and work toward that, not just keep taking the roads that are clear and figure out my destination along the way. <laughs> and that's how I kind of you know, measure GTD. And another system I do like too is a Leo Babauta's Zen to Done system. And I'll link to, I'm going to link to all of these books in the show notes because Good. what works for me and you Does may not work for, for somebody else. Yeah, so. Right. At least again, they, maybe again, they can differentiate between maybe folks need to focus on being more productive at work and maybe one of those systems work in the work setting and one works better in the personal setting. So. Right. Yep. So, you know, the bottom line I want to get out is, uh, is this, like anything, there, there's traps along the way. And just because you sidestep the quicksand once doesn't mean you're not going to encounter it again. And that's why there's so many sequels to the Indiana Jones movies, <laughs> right? Because life and sim- simplicity are really a series of adventures. You may have avoided the bottomless pit at like the temple of the craft room, (laughs) but just around the corner is the home office with the piles of files. And and while you should avoid multitasking activities as much as possible, I encourage you to seek out multitasking tools, all right? Tools that multitask. Like Indy had his trusty whip, right? And that seemed to come in handy around every corner. So you might want to check the app store. Maybe there's an iWhip in the app store. There's an iWhip for that. There's an app for that. So I'll have to to check that one out. But I think bottom line, I think your point is, is, um, you know, a couple things. There's different systems that might work for different people and whatnot. But I really do think that what you're saying is eliminate first is going to really help you to focus. Without a doubt. Yep. And and that we definitely like to focus on the end state first. Sounds good. Good. Good stuff, baby. Well, just as a reminder that the Edit and Forget It Challenge is going strong, we have around 150 people taking part in the challenge, and a good chunk of them are active on the Facebook page, yeah. too. So it's never too late to join the challenge. It'll be going on all year, so head on over to simplelifetogether.com and sign up. 
All right, so let's move on over to the thing segment. And Vanessa, you're up. Okay. Well, this past Sunday, I took our daughter to an event called Cyclovia, or Cyclovia, I think, which translates into bike paths. Um, it's an event that was first started in Colombia, where streets were closed off on Sundays and for several hours to allow bikes to kind of ride through cool. freely on Very the streets, cool. you know? Well, San Antonio adopted this concept a couple of years ago, and so I decided to go this year for the first time. Dan and our son hung out at home doing manly duties, working That's in right. the backyard. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. My pleasure. Like <laughs> and, I had a choice. So while they're working on that, I took our little girl out for a ride. And we got there a little late um, because traffic was just a bear. <laughs> it was just crazy because they cut off all the streets. So. <laughs> Go but once we got to the venue, we had just an absolute blast. I mean, wide open roads, thousands of people, but it wasn't like you felt crowded at all. There were crazy bikes, skateboards, scooters, rollerblades, roller skates, <laughs> longboards, dogs on longboards, and health and fitness booths everywhere along that, the way. That sounds awesome. And so um, there were even stops where you could you can do yoga or Zumba or dance or listen to music or skate at a temporary little skate park. I mean, it was just really, really cool. I just like to see that, you know, because San Antonio, it may still be in the top 10 fattest cities. <laughs> it's unfortunate. States, yeah, yeah. In the United States. And so, um, but they're really trying to make improvements to, to turn that around. And, you know, they create this really awesome bike path that the goal is to kind of have it wrap around the city, which is kind of neat. Um, so they're really starting to do some things. So it was really neat to get out there. And, you know, our daughter had a blast. And she actually did the entire route round trip by herself, which I was relieved. And it was just a really good thing. It oh, was good awesome. Stuff. And then I have one more thing real quick. Okay. Is that um, Dan and I started doing a lot more editing again. <laughs> We've been addicted to it. <laughs> um, but we were able to park my car in the garage before. I mean, it's been that way for probably a year or so, maybe, I don't know, maybe a year yeah. and a half, and maybe two years, I think. But we just never really parked the car in there. We just kind of left it open. Well, I, I just... we. Got in there, we cleaned out again, and I was like, I would really like to park my car in the garage because it's starting to get hot here, and it just stinks when it's so hot, and the you try to get into the car, and you're just burning up because it's a furnace inside. So anyway, so I am just happy to announce that I'm actually parking my vehicle in the garage, and it is awesome. So Which thanks, is babe. what the garage is supposed to be for, That's right? exactly it. So. Well, we used to have a cargo trailer in there from when we used to move across country mm -hmm. a lot, but uh, we sold that. And then all the projects that we've worked yep. on and stuff, too. But now it's like, thank you. And I want to thank Dan, too, because he actually is he's parking on the street. But um, we always use our my vehicle. Yeah. Oh, he's no. at the majority of the time anyway, so... Yeah. Okay, what is your Actually, thing? Actually, yours oh. ties in with mine. So my thing this week is some spontaneous editing that we did yesterday. Uh, yeah. And um, geez, I just talked about doing tasks that are in line with your goals. And while we've been making great progress on I didn't forget it, there, I, you know, I admit there's a few things that I've kind of been putting off. And one of those was getting rid of some old laptops that have been sitting in a box in the garage for, get this, like four years. They've been in there that yeah. long. Well, I mean, we, they weren't, when we moved... Uh, they were just sitting, I forget where we had them in the Florida house, but, but uh, they just been sitting in a box for like four years. Oh, so, well, you I know, know, I know we talk a bit about analysis paralysis. I know you use that uh -huh. all the time. And I tend to get that with digital information sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's just me, but I, I tend to get it bad about the whole identity theft thing and all that. Mm -hmm. But I just don't trust reformatting a hard drive and then selling the computer. So we've been keeping these things out of the way, you know, for me to handle someday. But yesterday, we got bit by the edit bug. Well, I actually got, <laughs> Vanessa got bit, and then she bit me. <laughs> Sorry, and, I do that. I have that tendency. Yeah, it's probably not a coincidence that Vanessa and Vampire have both start with V and, and, and have the same number of letters. So you're like the editing vampire bug. Oh, sweet. But I removed the hard drives from the laptops, and I delicately wiped all the information from them with a large hammer. <laughs> and Delicate. Then, yeah, and then I put the... Um, the laptop shells or whatever? And then I put them in the donate area for our next trip. So yeah, I just kind of saved the shell of the laptop and for donation. And that's it. It took all of about 20 minutes, max. Wow. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it took me four years, well, four years and 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> to finally get that done. So on the oh. whole OODA loop, remember we were talking uh -huh. about the OODA loop a few shows back? It took four years for the observe and orient phases and 20 minutes for the decide <laughs> and act phase. Right. I need to work on cutting that down because that's a long <laughs> loop. So, but how satisfying it was to swing yes. that hammer. I'm Bottom just saying. Line, that's yep. right. Yeah. Good. So, 
So that's good. my thing. That was so cool. Yeah. You did awesome. We emptied out so many boxes in the garage. It was it was liberating. Yeah. And we had a didn't we have a little combined thing we wanted to mention or Yes. Um you know, Dan had mentioned a little while ago that we were going to put our land up for sale and that was about three weeks ago. Yeah. But no, no, this was the land I don't mean I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Um this was the land that we bought five years ago. It's almost four acres in the Texas Hill Country. It's absolutely beautiful. It backs up to a 9,200-acre state nature facility preserve. Yeah. And so it's absolutely beautiful. And that was the location for where we were going to build our dream home. But they require a minimum of uh, 2,000 square feet. feet. Mm-hmm. And so we just decided, since our life is taking a turn towards simplicity, that we were going to sell the land. And... uh Looks like we're under contract right now with somebody who wants to buy it. It happened really quick. and uh, It was amazing. Dan happened to be out there with a realtor to walk the land, so she was familiar with the boundaries and everything. And then uh, she was showing another property to um, uh, another realtor and her clients. And, um, and then they end up coming up through the property line because right. they're looking at a different lot. And they came through and then... Dan said, hey, I can leave. But she said, no, why don't you stay? And sure enough, Dan, I think Dan's the one that made the sale because he... <laughs> He really was showing his passion for the the property and all the benefits and the just the cool things about it. And he spent like over an hour oh, yeah. with it, these new potential buyers. And and we hope it goes through. We yeah. really do. But if it's not meant to be for, for them, we want yeah. we really do want them to be happy. And we're glad we did that an investor didn't buy it to yeah. just do something else with it because you know. And that was my first thought, and yeah. which I guess it just was interesting that my first thought was. I hope they have the same vision that we did and the excitement and that it's truly going to, I don't know, that they're going to really enjoy it and value it like we once did, you know? And so that was interesting. That was my first thought. And then my second thought was like, how quick can we get this done (laughs) so we can move on with our new life? (laughs) So yes, that was our thing. So so we're keeping that in our prayers. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And uh, we're looking forward to that. So that's kind of a combined thing. So we did receive a really nice review from Down Under this week. Jordy Ange wrote in the iTunes store, Australia, thoroughly enjoying this. Great information, and it's presented in a lovely, entertaining, and warm style. Thank you. Oh, that's so nice. We dream of making the trip to Australia someday, right? Yeah, yeah and we were kind of wondering, is a, is a month a good amount of time to get a look around Australia? We think we'd like to come down and check it out for about yeah, a month. Yeah, and when we make it there, we'll be sure to have a few meetups along the way, too. That would be kind of cool. We'd love to, because we've got a lot of listeners from uh, from Australia. So. Yeah, and you know, we're going to start scheduling some meetups on all of our travels, so we'll be sure to let you know when we're um, on the road. And if you have a chance to link up with us for a coffee or something, that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. So we had the podcasters meet up this past week here in San Antonio and met Robin face-to-face and had a great time. Thank yeah. you, Robin, for taking the time to come out so we can meet you. Yeah, Robin is one of our listeners, and, and she takes part in Edit and Forget It, and she came out to see us. It was so nice. What a great gal. Yeah, she yeah. is. She's really nice. I like her. So, Okay, well, folks, that's it for Episode 23 of Simple Life Together. Today, Dan talked about simplicity traps, and I talked about my mobile command center and some apps I use to simplify my life a little bit. And my thing was my lightning fast four year and 20 minute OODA loop process <laughs> to, to finally ditch some of our old digits on our antiquated laptops. And Vanessa's thing was her cyclovia, hopefully I'm saying that right, trip with uh, our little girl and parking in the garage. Yes. And then together we talked about a possible buyer for our land, keeping our fingers crossed on that one. Yes. Now don't forget, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 023. While you're on the site, you can sign up for the Edit and Forget It Challenge, subscribe to the show, or leave an iTunes review by going to simplelifetogether.com slash iTunes. Of course, you can connect with us on Twitter. I'm at Daniel Hayes, and Vanessa is at Get Simplified. And we have links to our Twitter and Google Plus profiles on the website. So let us know what you think of the show and how you're simplifying your life, too. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your Simple Life Together. Simple Life Together.